Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We're getting stupid and feeling proud. We're going to make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls and them bill butts. intro was hot sauce fire sauce fire hot sauce taco bell sauce i love that song um could we do you think we could get taco bell as a sponsor yeah i'm sure if you are a listener to this and you are also taco bell uh give us money and taco bell uh which is something i'll eat till my dying day and it would not be that far away if i'm eating only taco bell (laughs) i haven't had taco bell in probably 10 11 years 12 years Wow. Well, this is the Bill Buds podcast. Uh, <laughs> of course, your uh, host, uh, JPC, with me as always, Johnny O'Mara. JJO. JJO. Uh, just Johnny O'Mara. Jerking off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 talk, no, I haven't had to talk about in 12 years. We, I, I'm, we've talked about your fucking perversion. It's just because there's yeah. no milkshakes and stuff at Taco Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, exactly that. Yeah. If Taco Bell... Get, Got ice cream, I would eat there. Didn't Taco Bell for a while have Choco Tacos? I remember those as a child, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You could have dessert there. And then I think they had like Baja Blast, Baja Blast like slushies or or something. Or like, does that strike a bell? Okay. It doesn't matter. I believe you. Maybe, Maybe at like a Taco Bell cantina, you could get like a Baja Blast margarita or something. God. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm a guy who doesn't drink alcohol and barely drink soda, and a Baja Blast margarita sounds fucking like heaven to me. Like, I would love to drink that. Okay, you don't drink alcohol. I don't, you don't drink alcohol. I don't drink Taco Bell. <laughs> what I would love for, for Taco Bell to sponsor us, and I've been trying to get PBR to sponsor any podcast I'm on. If Why I could get. Dude, I don't know. And I just found out PBR just released a. a an alcoholic iced tea, and I want it so bad. PBR released an alcoholic iced tea? Yeah. It's going to be uh, my second favorite PBR drink right after PBR Easy. <laughs> PBR Classic? Uh, PBR I, Classic's too heavy for me. I haven't had alcohol probably in six years. I think summer 2014 is when I stopped drinking it. Um, it's, I probably am coming up on six years now, or it's already That's six great. years. Yeah. Uh, if I could remember, <laughs> if I could remember when it was <laughs> on the day, I know like what was happening in my life at that time. So every time I really want to remember the date, I should just put it in my calendar, but I go back and like, look up when like Lollapalooza 2014 was. And then I'm like, that's it. That's the time where it was no moss for me. On uh, alcohol, not on Taco Bell. I live um, moss. What did we did we I mean we knew each other then but I don't think we were involved at all. Yeah, we were probably chummy but not um chums if that uh, yeah. to to yes. to use Florida speak. That will be familiar yeah. to you of course. <laughs> yeah, that's we were uh you know attracting each other like you would a uh, shark Sharks, to yeah. your boat mm-hmm, with your mm-hmm. chum. Uh, and speaking of chums, uh, Johnny and I are chums, and one of the things that we as chums like to do, oh, I've said chum more than I've ever said it in my life, is a little podcast uh, that we like to call the Bill Buds uh, Popcast. 
I said that's podcast. not what it's called, but that's what we like to call it. <laughs> we like to call it that. And basically what the show is, is uh, every week we will pick a new, and by new I just mean uh, one that we haven't done on the show before, until we run out of music, a uh, new album to listen to, a pop music album to listen to, review it for you, give our impressions, uh, give our thoughts, dissect, uh, dissertate, and uh, hopefully come up with a, a ranking for this album in our Bill Buds patented top 100 uh, best albums of all time. Johnny, this week we are doing The Writings on the Wall by the one, the only, Destiny's Child. Yeah. This was this was a this was a fun one. This was an interesting one. And I have a lot of thoughts. I gotta say, I have a lot of thoughts too. I went into this. I, it's been it's been a minute since I've listened to this album. It's been a minute since I've listened to this album. I had never listened to it. Oh, for real? For real, for real. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you'd never and you suggested this one. Yeah, because I mean, I know, I know the singles, I know a couple of the other songs, sure. Um, but I thought it, I thought it was time. When you suggested it, I my eyes fucking lit up because of the synaptic response uh, to the mm-hmm. information that you were putting down. But I was like, oh boy, this is good because this one is going to be high ranking for me. Like this is a good album, and I have listened to this album all the way through before many times. But going back and listening to it now, knowing what I know about pop music, knowing what I know about this podcast, being a journalist for the first time ever, I was like, "Yeah, oh, this album has a lot of tracks on it. And I maybe have blocked out some of those tracks from my mind and my memory. So my my criticism for this album is the same as my criticism for literally all media. Let's do it. It's too fucking long. It's too fucking long. <laughs> Not only is the album too long genuinely every track on the album is too long. See, my criticism for this album is my criticism of most ponytails, which is it's just too fucking long. <laughs> Cut it down. Cut it down. Uh, I agree with you. There, there. You um, you sent me, and uh, uh, painstakingly so, I'm sure, the timestamps uh, for when we're going to play uh, tracks for this album, but you also sent me the track lengths for this album. I was looking at this today, too, when I was listening to this, and I was like, Oh boy, some of these songs have like two and a half minutes of outro in them. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's a lot. Here's my thing though. So and we'll we will trust me, uh dear listener, we will talk about this album. We will go through track by track, but there's some hits on this. You will know some hits from this. This album came out in 1999. Uh, I think it got all the way up to number five, and it stayed there for a little bit. Um, But it was a very popular album. It's their their, uh, sophomore album um, uh, for Destiny's Child, for the original group of Destiny's Child. We'll talk about it. Um, But it's pretty obvious which songs are like the big radio hits. And then if you throw a minute and a half outro on a song, that's you're pretty much saying like, look, no one's ever going to hear this on the radio. The only way they hear this is if you buy the album. And the album sold. I mean, it was like, you know, quadruple, septuple, platinum, whatever. So it, sure, it sold a sure. lot of copies. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, too, so too long. It's it, it was also, I think, especially tough because the last album we did was um, My World 2.0 by Justin Bieber, which was like a 20 minute album that had yeah, 10 songs. It was like a 15 minute <laughs> album. It, it, it was, it was a, I would say it was a 30 minute album with 15 minutes of effort uh, put into it. <laughs> yeah, it that's great. fair. We liked it. And all, all 15 minutes of that effort was in Eeny Meeny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was somebody, it was Sean Kingston's effort. Uh, 
But this, I mean, you know, there at the time we have four members of Destiny's Child, so you know, four people to spread the 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 wealth around. That that takes they each that... get fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was an hour. I think it was an hour plus. It clocks in at sixteen tracks. Um, and and it yeah, I would say my my overall criticism with it is is a little bit too long. Now I, I got to know Johnny from your perspective. What is your experience with Destiny's Child. This is the first time you've listened to this album. So what's your yeah. what's your kind of background with Destiny's Child? Um so it was obviously I heard the singles always on the radio. For um sure. and there was so most of my youth I did not listen to pop music. I listened to like whatever like alternative like rock whatever that my parents were listening to. And then for a brief moment in like middle school and early high school i listened to pop and then i went back to alternative and like whatever pop punk and and butt rock until i became an adult yeah but this came out right during like that That pop music time Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean i was listening to xl 106.7 and 102 jams so this was just on the radio and this was also around the time when I watched the VH1 top 20 countdown so you know oh, yeah. Destiny's Child was on that too. I I remember this album when it came out I remembered enjoying it. I I don't think I would say the themes in this album and it's literally like probably 15 out of the 16 tracks are about like cheating on someone, getting cheated yeah. on, confessing about getting cheated on catching someone it's like all about cheating it's all about cheating and i mean when i was a kid i don't think i understood any of that like i was like no, no. I, I think all of it went way over my head uh and then on like a listen today i just in the way that now i'm consuming pop music and so much of it is like the same love song over and over again it was kind of weird and kind of shocking to hear an album that was this popular to have so many songs about cheating on it i was like yes and and also like uh, it wasn't, this album's not super critical of cheaters. <laughs> like, it's very much like, I like to cheat, you like to cheat, why, let's just cheat, let's get out there and, like, cheat That's on literally spouses. a song, like, yeah. let's just fucking do it, man. And it and it's like, everybody's okay with it. That it, it it's, it's weird. It's like a weird kind of statement to make, I feel like, in an album. But it, it went I agree. over my fucking head, like, way over my head when I was, uh, you know, 99, when I'm young listening to this. Yeah, what well, we were what 11, 10, 11? Mm-hmm. Uh yes. Yeah, exactly. 10 or 11. Yeah. The 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 other thing about Destiny's Child is that obviously, you know, it's Destiny's Child launched Beyoncé. Beyoncé way more successful solo career. Um but it's interesting because you can like go back and hear early Beyoncé in all of these songs and her dad is the manager, which we'll kind of get into the drama of yeah, this we album. Will. But her dad's the manager, and it's a like it's a four person group, and she's just like front and center on everything. Like everyone else is like doing second harmonies and like third vocals, and I was shocked how little of anyone else was on this album. In my remembering, I'm like, oh, Destiny's Child is three or four people. It's really three people in my actual memory. Yeah. Um, but, and they like all kind of have their own. No, it's not that. And that's no, kind of how like the boy bands were too, like NSYNC and, and, um, uh, oh, they trade, they trade off. Yeah. But they, they did kind of. But then there's like Chris. It's like, did Chris ever get a song? Like, no, not really. Like, Chris is not the star, you know, like, 
Uh, unless you unless you go down to Ibar in Orlando where you can see him DJ every Saturday. That's <laughs> okay, so true. He's the star. He's the star of that for sure. Uh we, should we should we also talk about so this is their second studio album, but it's also the album where two of the original uh members, uh Latoya Luckett and Latavia Roberson. Roberson? Roberson? Ro- um, yeah, Roberson. Roberson. Uh left. This is their last album with the group. Um yep. and then they also had like a lawsuit against Beyonce's dad, who was the manager, for like kind of like shoving them out and like not giving them enough songs or like yeah, and or or, or I think compensation. And they apparently, and well, we can get into it more when we get to the track. But apparently, they didn't know that they were not in the band anymore until they saw the video for "Say My Name." Yep, where they had been replaced. Yep. And I think I believe that when Beyonce like introed "Say My Name" on whatever she was intro like TL- TLR or whatever, uh, TR TRL, um, she also had announced that they were like that there was new members of this. It's it's a bizarre way to do it. Um, yeah. And I guess there was I do remember this at the time. There was a lot of controversy. They were slinging a lot of mud at each other too, and like everyone hated Beyonce's dad. And then they dropped Beyonce and Kelly from the lawsuit. And then you know so, so it's. It was wild. Yeah. This it is it's like showing up to work and like someone's just in your desk and you're like, "What the fuck am I like <laughs> what's going on?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're fired. Like you leave now." You Yeah, I put your shit in a box. There's no lag time between you finding out and someone immediately doing your job already. Like such yeah, a, it's, it's absolutely wild. Such a wild thing. Uh and such a wild fun um part of music history. Uh mm-hmm. So, okay, so we should we should probably uh, get into this actual album. Let's get album. in, yeah. I gotta say, it starts, first first track, first of 16 tracks is... It's it's weird. Is it a sketch? It's an intro. I think it's a sketch. I think it's a sketch. It's a sketch. And, and I don't know if they're doing sketches on albums anymore. I guess once we get into some more modern pop music, we can, we can kind of make that determination. But there used to be sketches on albums like yeah full on a lot of rap albums too would do just full on like comedy sketches um yeah i'm i am a big fan of dr dre's first two albums and they've got some good sketches <laughs> it it to to someone who wants to listen to an album because of music it does kind of make it hard to listen to all the way through it's it's strange. It's a strange thing that happened. Well, let, well let's get into it. I, do you want to set this up at all, Johnny, what this sketch is before we hear it? <sighs> no, it wasn't set up for us. <laughs> <laughs> Why should <laughs> they should all have to suffer just like we do? We're going to go to about 50 <laughs> seconds into it because that's when the uh, the voiceover uh, actually starts in this two-minute sketch. Doya Mastini, I want to thank you for having me organize this meeting here today and Kelly Staraki I also want to thank you and all the other dons of the four families Beyonce Corleone from the southwest uh, Latavia Minza from the 4-4 our objective of this meeting today is to discuss Destiny's Child's commandments of relationships you know so, it's so unfortunate so they're being, they're being mafia. They're being the mob. Yeah. Beyonce is Beyonce Corleone, so she's obviously the boss. Yeah. They're all talking to Beyonce like she's the Godfather. They've got fake Italian last names. And, and but they're, they're discussing the commandments of relationships. Yes. 
and and like how to avoid the trouble of you know what men do in relationships. It's obvious. The writing's on the wall. Thou shall not hate. So every the end of every track, we listen to that whole thing by the way. The end of every track, yeah, um, including the intro, kind of starts with a commandment, and the commandment is the kind of intro into the next song. Yeah, uh, which is odd. I kind of hate when. When like information for the next song is at the end of one song, because it makes like it, it. I'm also glad that it's not there, so I don't have to listen to "Thou Shalt Not Hate" every time I listen, you know, to track two. But I'm, I'm like, what's the premise of track two again? Like, I know they're doing a thematic thing with the album. Yes, sure. They're also having some fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It was a very strange choice. I looked up because I was so confused. Mm-hmm. And there's it's it's one of two things. Um, two things happened in 1999 that this could be based on. Either the start of The Sopranos, which oh. happened in 1999. Okay. I don't know how popular it was when it first came out. Or uh, The Phantom Menace, and they were all doing Watto impressions. I think it's also Watto. Came out in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if The Sopranos was like instantly popular when it came out, but right, me neither. Popular enough to do this. It seems like it's like they're they're having fun. They're doing like some mafia voices. It's like silly character stuff. Maybe this is like maybe Beyonce's dad told him to do it. Like maybe maybe this is like a producer. Maybe he like, just loves. He's just a big Goodfellas fan or something. <laughs> sure, but it's also nice because the album starts with the writings on the wall, the name of the album, mm-hmm. and it's like we're gonna go track by track and give you these like commandments to relationships. Uh, like I said, it's 99% of this album is about cheating, so I guess it doesn't really hold up, but... <laughs> the strangest thing to me about this this intro is that aside from saying the commandments before every track, they didn't come back to this at all, which I was expecting. Yeah, you, like some sort of like cap to the very end of this, we, which is yeah. something that we did not get. Yeah, it was, it was odd. The, the outro, well, I mean, we'll talk about the outro when we get to the outro, but the outro has kind of nothing to do with this. Yeah, literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to see if, like, maybe thematically it can tie something into it, but it it really doesn't. Um, okay, so uh, I, I I get why it was on there. I'm the, everyone's allowed to have fun. It's the first track. At least they didn't do the thing. This is a kind of a pet peeve of mine, where like they just bury the sketches in the album as well. So it's like it makes it harder to skip sure. them. Um, but. Already, right out the gate, we got a skip from me. I don't need it. I don't need a... <laughs> I, I put this out of my memory, too. I don't think what I thought... What I think about this album, I don't think that this no. like comes into my, my memory brains. And unfortunately, it's the only track on the album that's an acceptable length at <laughs> two minutes and five <laughs> at seconds. two minutes and five seconds. Uh, okay, but let's go to... Let's go to... Um, this is track two. Um, really, it's track one. Uh, but this is so good. All right, Johnny, what do you think? This is great. This is a great one. This is a great, like, fuck you song. (laughs) 
This is a single, right? This is one of their singles. Um, that I actually don't know. Let's see. I don't know. I have, no, I had definitely not. heard it before. It was I, not. It's a song that I had heard before. Their singles were Bills, 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 Say My Name, Bugaboo, and Jumpin' Jumpin'. This might be my favorite song on the album. This uh, was a good one. It, and it's it, it's right out of the gate. I fucking I fucking love the like. Yep. I love that. And then a couple of the songs have like a little like sound in them that's very mm-hmm. fun i think also what i love about this song is it really like it is it, it's got some of my like favorite parts about uh beyonce's music and destiny's child like later music as well about like empowerment and like being powerful yeah. and like taking back power in a relationship uh which the rest of the album kind of gets lost uh but i was surprised by that which we'll get to but sure it's their sophomore album. I feel like maybe it's like a confidence thing too. Like, sure. Uh, but I, I, I think that this song is one of the songs that, if it comes on, I can't not like dance to it. It's it, yeah. it would be it's almost good. impossible. Um, and it's so funny also just to hear like Beyonce singing the all the verses and then everybody else singing like, wasn't it you that said like that's that's. <laughs> really just that's the whole album too and i i so i like read the lyrics as i listen for these and i was reading on uh genius.com and it breaks down like who's singing Uh uh-huh uh-huh so early in the album i was like okay cool like beyonce and then just as you go on literally every song the verse is beyonce and then it's like pre-chorus kelly with destiny's child yep so they they treat it just feels like everyone treats the rest of the band as like a backup band and i don't know if that's also like revisionist history now because sure. the two members kind of got pushed out you know i i don't know if that's what it's about i also love how uh in this this is I, i'm getting ahead of myself but in this song they have this is for them haters that said we wouldn't make it now we do in platinum and now you can't take it which like every album that they put out from like after this includes some reference to like haters telling them they can't make it so it's like you know, after their first album, they must have had haters saying they can't make it. Second album drops, that song's in there. Third album, like they have Survivor. It's all about like the haters couldn't make them, couldn't stop Destiny's Child. It's like, it's so, I just love the idea as a person who doesn't like truly hate. Ugh, I mean, like maybe there's like 10 people uh, in the world that I personally like truly hate. Sure. I can't imagine like hating like a band. No. Like, even no. like, even like Nickelback, I don't hate Nickelback. It's just, they make me sad to think about. Sure. Uh, well, they don't even make me sad. It's not. They're just doing what they love, and what they love sucks. They don't make me sad. <laughs> I feel sad because I took the time to think about them, but I shouldn't have done that. So I, I just feel sad because I'm in a sad mood, I guess. I think if I had to think of one like artist or band that I hate, it would probably be like Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock. Just as a as a person, I think it would probably be someone like yeah, someone someone who has just like trash politics and is all like Ted Nugent probably. Yep, like, that's exactly who I was thinking I, too. I could I could probably pass on on Ted Nugent because like I don't care a shit about his music and also like I don't care about his opinions, but but yeah. so, something like that I think I could get behind hate. But also it's like I think the the concept of haters is so fun because I don't know like. I'm 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 probably never going to be famous enough to have haters, um, but the concept just mystifies me that there's like someone who would take the time to to care to care that much. Yeah, 
to just just that your music like they don't like your music it's like you're just doing this like expression of your soul <laughs> something that i always said and i was so excited when it finally happened is is you haven't made it until you have like a bad review Oh, and yeah. I was so excited when uh, Campaign, the podcast that you and I were both on, that oh, I'm yeah. still on, got a bad review. I was like, we finally made it. We've got we've got haters. I, I will say that having done that podcast with Johnny for the better part of uh, half a decade, the better part of half a decade, that's not, that can't be right. I mean, that's true, I mean, but it's, it's not what I was trying to true. say. It's true, yeah. Let's just say five years. Uh, Johnny often for his sound checks would read that <laughs> review as his sound check. So he would just and, and specifically the section where they reference Johnny, like yeah. I think they call you out by name, right? Yeah, they 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 specifically said they cringe anytime I open my mouth and I was very eager to receive that that constructive criticism. I mean, my uh my current Twitter banner um for for like my profile which I'll probably never change was our first one-star review from Hey Riddle Riddle which just says boring uninventive and generic by Greg L from Colorado. <laughs> 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 and it it does truly make me laugh like there's someone out there that bothered to write a one-star review to be like this sucks. <laughs> it's got no concept. <laughs> like whatever, dude. That's great. Uh Okay. Let's, so we anyway, gotta, if you've got if you've got any one star reviews for us, uh, just go on over to iTunes and leave us those one star reviews. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> uh, I, I would love the five star review, but uh, you know, I I think also like the the only reason that you should ever care is like if people are give, leaving you one star reviews as a bit, I think it actually is bad for your like algorithm. That I I do agree. Uh, so if you're gonna do a bit, do a five star bit, but. Uh, other than or a four star, I don't care. But please, leave no it one a one star, star review. Now that's a five star bit. <laughs> no, wait, confusing. <laughs> Our mes- the message is confusing here. Uh, all right, let's talk about track number uh, three. I'm always going to call it track number two because I'm blocking this outro out of my mind. Uh, yeah, this is bills, bills, bills. We're just going to start from the start. Because how could you not this, with the way that this starts? Yeah. I like that. There's that sound again. Yeah. Just lots of little bubbles popping. It's one of those things that once you talk about it, you can't not hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Johnny, what do we think? Bill says this. Also, four-minute song. Uh, it It's fucking great. Too long. It's too long. It is too long. But it's great. It's so... I love this song. I was listening to it today with this, like, brand new, fresh perspective in my head. And I was thinking about it in terms of, like, uh, capitalism and where... I think a lot of like rap music especially has been called out for like how much it like, especially recently, how much it like glorifies, you know, capitalism and obtaining material goods and possessions. And that is your like worth. This whole song is all about how like dude is broke and dude is worthless. Now, also the guy, the song um, who doesn't pay uh, uh, um, Beyonce or Destiny's Child's bills also kind of seems like kind of like a deadbeat, uh, you know, and kind of like a, a, a fuck boy scrub. 
But it's really just about like how he doesn't like buy her a bunch of shit. And it's so yeah. funny to me that that's like it's like this indictment of capitalism is like your worth is based on how much like material possessions you have, uh, what your economic value is as a person. And also that's your worth to like destiny's child as well. Like it is this like tacit approval of, of the <laughs> capitalist system. It, it was listening to this. It was really interesting because in my head, all of their songs are more like, uh, survivor or independent women part one uh-huh, uh-huh. and this was kind of like the opposite of independent women where it was like <laughs> like like independent women is i bought i bought this shit like i don't need anyone else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this was like well you should buy me some shit probably <laughs> and it's also just like like a kind of a lesson in like budgeting a little bit to like learn how to spend your money like don't go to the mall yep. on a shopping spree if you have bills to pay credit cards that you've been maxing out and you haven't paid those back yet uh you know it's it's funny that you say budgeting because i uh for for my for our household we have a spreadsheet that we keep track of like our monthly bills sure and i made the spreadsheet years ago try 10 years ago and the the spreadsheet is titled Bills, Bills, Bills. <laughs> I mean, hell, uh, I would wager that there is someone out there who did the exact same thing, maybe even 10 years ago. Uh, yep. And it has something that's called Bills, Bills, Bills. Um, yeah. Because that's, hey, it's a good bit. And they put Bills, Bills, Bills on the map. Uh, the other thing, Johnny, is that we, we don't talk about as well, or we haven't talked about yet, is you and I are both pretty hardcore budgeters. Um, uh Yeah when uh which is a pretty like infectious area of our life you're not still using YNAB, are you i am you you are still using it okay i i are you not i absolutely am i uh, live and die by uh, that app i love it to to pieces um especially like it's just been so it was so useful um to me when i was leaving my office job and um not having like office job income anymore to like try yeah. to figure out how to live my life like that i if you if you want to know the that spreadsheet is specifically to break down our monthly cost i mean we could get into it sure jessica and i have um some joint accounts some separate accounts we each pay into a joint account to pay like our mortgage and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and our 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 automobiles which is an extremely funny pun in this song they're, they're rocking it with automobiles um so that's just to keep track of basically how much we each owe to cover that. And that is something that I don't individually budget for in YNAB. I just have like a, these Makes are our sense. monthly expenses. That's what it's going for because they don't change. Yeah. And, I, you know, I just can't wait. I just cannot wait until the day that uh, um, Mariah and I combine finances and I can finally get all that data and uh, do all that budgeting. Oh, boy. God. Oh. Yeah. It's... um. It's fun. And it was, it was, I remember vividly the day that we went in to open a joint account. Uh, because you guys were so fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I'm opening a joint account, I'm smoking a joint, baby. And I know that I'm, yeah. And I'm going in at, years. I'm going in at 4 20 p.m. <laughs> on the 69th day of June. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love Bills, Bills, Bills. I think it's fucking, it's great. It's fucking it's uh, a- outstanding. Uh, it is one of the singles. I think it's the first single um, that I came think out so. of the album. Uh, uh, all right, and this guy is trifling, and he, he is absolutely trifling. They're in the right here, uh, and I, I'm, I stand somebody who's just like, uh, you know, milking some uh, s- sap uh, for all of their money. Um, but 
cut him loose. This guy's trifling as hell. Yeah, but uh, don't let Jessica hear you say that because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine that our significant others will ever listen to this podcast. Uh, Mariah hears me <laughs> screaming about it in the other room, so that's probably enough for her. Uh, let's go to the track number four. This is Confessions uh, featuring Missy Elliott. This is another one of those, uh, I cheated, and what of it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and again, it's like, this is just Beyonce and Missy Elliott. Like, yep. And there, there, honestly, there nobody else here. Missy Elliott is like barely in it. She's just kind of like, yeah, I, that's I think right. she produced it, and she may have produced a bunch, some other songs in this album, because she was one of the producers that was credited, but... Yeah, oh, she's just that's, kind of, that's great. She's just kind of doing like, say what? Oh, 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 like that kind of stuff. Oh, oh, you know, oh, fitting in with the theme, that hey, Italian theme of the album. I walk in here. I, I love Missy Elliott so much. And I, I mean, I know she's a rapper, but I feel like we need to do some Missy Elliott albums at some point. Oh, sure. I mean, again, the the line between what is and is not pop music is uh, ever moving. It's ephemeral. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's an invention of our own uh, uh, brains. Because um, I, I love Missy Elliott too. Uh, this song, She's though, so fucking good. It, this is, it's, so it's a long. weird, it's four minutes, 57 seconds. That's yeah. a lot of song. It's and, it's a really storytelly uh-huh. song, which was surprising. I like a storytelly song, but here's the thing: she never fucking apologizes at any no, point in this says, song. What do you think? What do you think about that? It's she says, "I'm just confessing," but it's like, what is the confession for? Is it? <laughs> are you, it's not even like it's not to help your partner's feelings. It's maybe just to like. So that you don't have to feel guilt about it anymore. Like, it's like a very yeah. selfish way of confessing. And it's, there's so many verses and like every verse is just like, oh, by the way, I'm cheated with another guy. Like, yeah. you did something again, cheated, I'm cheating on you again. Yeah, I che- I, I'm a cheater, but I'm not a fucking liar. I, I also love that the the lyrics in here that I'm just guessing that you're uh, through with me. And it's like. <laughs> yeah, that's like a safe fucking bet. <laughs> like, if someone uh, came up to me and was like, "Hey, I gotta confess, I cheated on you four times with like four different people," I, and I'm guessing you're probably done. I'd be like, "Yeah, I think so. I think I'm actually done." My my favorite lines. I had two. Uh, the day you pissed me off, I told Mike to pick me up. <laughs> as if I was. It was so strange to just be like, "Who the f- who the fuck is Mike?" And we don't we don't hear about him again. And then the other thing. Uh, I met a dude that had a Jeep. Such a such an interesting, specific thing to know about this man. It's 1999, and like we are identifying Jeeps. people by like one piece of information. That's all we have yeah. time for in this song. 
It's a Jeep thing. You wouldn't understand. It's a Jeep thing. They have a special wave and they'll fuck your girl, dude. Like, that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I liked this song, Johnny. I've got to be honest with you. It was too long for me. I, I, w- yeah. I think I maybe would have liked this song at three minutes. But this is the one. This is yes. one of the ones that has this outro that goes so long. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't need it. Um, but in general, I think the song is good. It just... I, this is like a half skip. I might I might listen for a couple of minutes of that skip. Sure, it's the same thing over and over again. So that you're not losing anything. Yeah, you're it's it, you're literally not missing out. You, you've heard it before. Um, let's go to their. Uh, I think this is the second single. This, this is, is a Bugaboo, single, yeah. Track five. And apparently, this is the H Town Screwed mix. Yeah. So you know, Beyonce is from Houston, H Town. Uh, this is the version of the song that I think I'm familiar with. So I don't know what, what the H-Town Screwed mix is, but that's what this is. You make me want to my paper out the window. Tell MCI to cut the phone pole. Break my lease so I can move. Cause you a bugaboo, a bugaboo. I want to put your number on the call block. M-A-O-L, make my email stop. Cause you a bugaboo. You bugging what you bugging, who you bugging me. And don't you see it ain't cool. It's not hot, but you be calling me, stressing me, paging my beat, but you just non-stop. Again, it's just it's just more it's more Beyonce. Uh, yeah. I, again, the, I mean, this was a hit. This was a radio hit. Everybody heard this song. I love this song. It's so fun to listen to now. I would love to see them like perform this live now too, Dude. because the 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 fucking references are so outdated that I think it's like now it's like funny in a way that it shouldn't be. I feel like this song would have been funny then too. That was one of my notes. Like this song's fucking hilarious. It it is funny and like clever and like the lyrics are actually like it's kind of like uh, automobiles. Like the the punny quality of it, you know. Um, you bugging what? You bugging who? You bugging me? And don't you see it ain't cool? Like all of that. It's it's clever. It's fun and clever. What, what do we have references to? We have references MCI, to MCI AOL to cut the phone poles. Uh, that's fucking funny yeah it's eh, you're You're calling me so much i want to call the phone company and have them cut down the telephone poles throw the pager out the window (laughs) have aol make my emails stop not even block your email address just call aol i'm done with email stop all emails to me i don't want to receive any emails which is like if that if you want that just stop checking them uh put your number on the call block uh do you remember when that was the thing that doesn't work anymore. yeah that's nothing. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is fun. This is a great song. I think this is my favorite song on the album, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. This, 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 it, it, it was so funny listening to it. And honestly, it, it kind of reminded me of the Weird Al song, One More Minute. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that song. I am. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. That's probably my favorite Weird Al song. Oh but it's just God. like. It's just like so over the top and mm. it just, it just fucking tickled me. It's great. And it's, it, it's a cool three minutes and 32 seconds. So I, one of my favorites on the album is so good. Yours favorite is a bugaboo. Both of these songs, not about a cheater. Um, so I yeah. feel like, I feel like they were really hitting their stride with things that weren't about cheating. And then, uh, the rest of the album, <laughs> uh, let's, let's listen to uh, track six. This is temptation. Thank you. 
so that the that whole intro is just I see you watching me, I'm watching you, your body's calling me, the temptation is killing me. Just that that's that whole intro. We do find out in the first verse she does have a boyfriend. <laughs> and yeah. this is not her boyfriend. <laughs> no, no. So many of these songs would just be straight up love songs if she Except just omitted. She doesn't have to tell us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. That's the thing that I love about this album is she doesn't have to tell us. We will assume, I think most people would assume, you don't have a boyfriend. You're single. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do like this song, though. I do like this song a lot. Uh, I think it'll come as no surprise to you. Too fucking long. Um, <laughs> the chorus, the chorus absolutely sucks. The chorus is a Hare Krishna chant. It's just like <laughs> over and over again the same thing. Um, this was maybe maybe my least favorite on the album. Okay, so uh, uh, my my the argument that I will make for this song is that it's called it's called Temptation. I feel like mm-hmm. they are very on theme like it's a very like evocative song it's a sexy song yeah it's sexy as hell like the beat is very sexy um they say the word sexy several times in the song uh she says stuff like the fellow's looking fly i love fly like i don't no one uses fly, fly anymore but uh, my twitter profile is at jp so fly so uh at, obviously you know when i made that in like 2006 i was seven i was really into the the word fly um but boy, and then boy. you said, uh, Jack, you should make Twitter. And yes. three years later, he <laughs> did it. Four years later. Uh, I said, drop the the. Don't call it the Twitter. Um, I, the, a weird thing in this song is it felt like in, in I think it was in the verses. They verses. just kind of sing the knickknack paddywhack song yes. at the end. Did you notice that? Yes. That was so weird. Yeah, they sing knickknack paddywhack in this song <laughs> it, to the tune of that, which is like, you know, it it, it reminded me of uh, Eeny Meeny. You know, I gotta say, like, it, yeah, they're just like they're thinking. Is that eh, just drop it in there? Like, who who's yeah, gonna like, know? It doesn't. It's matter. public domain. Beyonce's got a voice. Like, she can sing whatever. Like, who cares? Um, I won't stand behind this song. I just thought it was a uh, horny as all get up, and I was uh, into, into that aspect of it. I think it's so much. It's so much hornier to be horny for someone that is not your partner. You know, yeah. Like, that, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. That that instantly gives you like a, a two or three point bump in the horniness. Because just being horny for someone is not like ostensibly bad like it's a good thing like people can be horny for each other but when it's like horny and danger and horny and like you're not supposed to do it like it makes the cheating aspect makes it like you know uh dangerous which is i guess something that like you know that's why i fuck sharks (laughs) (laughs) hear me out sharks i have an invention that i would love (laughs) to pass by you uh okay let's 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 just talk about um the next track this is track seven uh now that she's gone Uh, again we'll we'll start at the beginning blackbird singing in the dead of night That's the thesis statement of this album. Yep. 
You made me wait too long. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant just how it's on the nose about another relationship that has a third party involved in it, which is also the thesis statement for this album. I think it's there's a thesis statement and a meta thesis statement. Kelly gets a verse. Kelly! <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kelly. <laughs> of course, we're not going to listen to it. Uh, no, no, it's not no. Beyonce, so get the fuck out of here. Uh, Beyonce also comes back for the rest of the song, but Kelly Kelly gets a verse. Kelly, oh, you did great, Kelly. You Gosh, great, Kelly, that Kelly. was so good. We're so it. proud. Uh, the, the worst part about it is Kelly's got a great voice. <laughs> yes. I'd love to listen yeah. to some more Kelly songs on this album. <laughs> they just start there. Um I, I like this song. It's again too long. Uh, um, they're, they're all a little too long. The, this this song, the the runtime is shocking for this song. Mm-hmm. It's it's five minutes and thirty five seconds. I know. I said the last song was my least favorite. I take it back. This one is my least favorite. It listening to it the way that we're listening to it now in thirty second you know spurts kind of makes me forget how long I had to listen to each of these songs and be like, what, why, why is it still going? Here's what I'll say about them with five minute songs. They're all talented vocalists. They're doing cool harmonies. Beyonce can hit some fucking amazing notes. They're not boring to listen to. They are just too long is the, is the nicest way that I think I can say that. Like, I think that's very nice. Maybe you can still get bored listening to them, but, um, Especially when the re- subject matter is so repetitive, you know? Yeah. That's the part that I think is like. And I think you can have five and a half minute songs, but you can't also have a 16 track album. You know, it's like. It's tough. That's a lot to ask. Yeah, but you got an intro and an outro in there. So it's really a 14 track album, you know. Still too long. Still yeah. too fucking long. Okay. Hey, it's too long. Uh, it's a long one. Um, speaking of long ones. What's this next song? Oh yeah, uh, four fifteen. the The last one's called "Now That She's Gone," and track number eight is called "Where'd You Go." So to me, these are like a two parter, like telling a story. Um, but- I thought, you know, I th- I thought that uh, "Now That She's Gone" was maybe a sequel to "Bills, Bills, Bills" because she does say, "Now that you got a little job," like the oh. guy, like the guy's like, okay, maybe he's. Maybe he's made something of himself now. I think it's a fun way to listen to the album. <laughs> that all of these songs are telling a story about like one person through their time. Uh, this is uh, where did where did you go? Where did you go? Is it possible that this song is sung from the perspective of the other woman from Now That She's Gone? Whoa. It could be. It could be like a dueling perspective thing. Yeah. Maybe Kelly was the woman in Now That You're Gone and Beyonce is the one in Where'd You Go? (laughs) Uh, I like Where'd You Go. Um... You know, putting aside that again, they're all too, a little too long. Uh, I think this is a fun song. I, I think that this, if if I was going through and like uh, keeping my top tracks for the album, this this would still make it. Yeah, this is a fun one. It's it's like it's just a fun time. It's not. It doesn't stand out to me, but it was an enjoyable listen. Um, 
I think I was still a little mad about the previous song, so it was hard for me to like fully get into this one. Sure. Um, in, in but it general, was fun. This was a good one. I think the songs in this album that are not about cheating, I like way more than the ones yep. that are about cheating. So you could lose about half the album uh, for, for me in that instance. There was also a great uh, line when Beyonce says, Destiny's Child, help me out. As if she's not also part of Destiny's Child. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's the boss of Destiny's Child. <sighs> she's she's the Don. Oh my God. Yeah. That uh, that is very funny. Uh it's Beyonce and the rest it's Beyonce featuring Destiny's Child. Um <laughs> which I mean, honestly, yes, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what it was and, yeah. it, and what it became. Um let's do this. Let's go to track nine, uh, Hey Ladies. It's cool that they covered a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah man's been cheating on yep, me they, yep. they gotta get it through it's like they, they switch perspectives of like the person who cheats and then now they're into like why is it that men can do us so wrong it's like you just spent like uh, the whole first <laughs> half of the album talking about just like fucking around on like your like hey man hurt people hurt people hurt you people know? hurt people hey it is absolutely true um it's such this a song funny, was a banger it's such a funny concept. It's such a funny yeah. concept that you'd switch perspectives in the middle of the album after you've just been cheating for like four tracks straight to be like, it's oh, it how could you? It sucks <laughs> that I'm being hurt. <laughs> uh, I, I think the other thing that um, really makes it like so fun is that this song is all about like, we have to have the strength to leave. Like, how can they be doing this? How can they be cheating? And then in the other songs, her justification for cheating is like, he has a Jeep. Like, you were mean to <laughs> His me. name's Mike. His name is Mike. Like, he's got a name. <laughs> like, it's wild. It's wild the uh, the amount of just like switching that is going on here. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This song fucking rules. I like this song yeah, a lot. It's a bop. Can I, can I ask you a serious question? Sure. So there's a line in this... Um, uh my man's been cheating on me been running around here with this little tenderoni is that his is that his thing is that his tiny thing what is a tenderoni uh, my guess is it's like a slang word for like a woman that didn't catch on okay with this little tenderoni like i'm I'm the main course and she's just this little tenderoni type of thing, maybe. Okay. And it kind of fits their Italian theme, maybe. Uh, That's going true. back to the intro. I, I Johnny, I don't know. I mean, I could Google it, but also like it was nineteen ninety nine, it was a different time, you know, like right. what what do we expect? Um I do like Hey Ladies though, because I think it is kind of like the 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 Beyonce, the Beyonce and the Destiny's Child that I like really really enjoy, which is like the all my women independent. Like it's yeah, I, I do like it when they're they're kind of like making it about the ladies and like this like feminine perspective um, in song. So I think that's probably why this is a yeah. Please, oh, I was just gonna say it's also got that great little bubble bubble pop sound. <laughs> you love the bubble pop, I do. I will say the last track had a fade out this track had a fade out and the next track has a fade out 
when Not you a fan. have songs that are five minutes long <laughs> that have fade outs to them, it's just like you didn't know how to end it. Yeah, clearly, clearly you're you like this is a good song. We don't we don't know what to do. It's like it's like the you like the juice sketch on SNL. <laughs> Uh, coming on down to Omeletteville, and then you see that 40 more times. Johnny, you, you don't like the long tracks. You don't like the fade-outs. What would you say to no. like a track that's 2 minutes and 35 seconds with a fade-out? Um, that'd be that'd be tough, because the fade-out would start halfway through the song. <laughs> uh, I'd still love to hear it. Uh, I'm sure that we'll find something that... Someone that has done something uh, along those lines. At, uh, For sure. Uh, this is track 10, uh, If You Leave, um, and this is featuring Next. Uh, I've never heard of Next. Do you remember Next? Next is, slash was a rapper. Uh, I don't recall. Next is not ringing I just, any bells. I just remember his dating show on MTV. Which was a banger. That's my favorite line in the entire album. What was it? We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay, so that that's If You Leave. That's Next's verse. Uh, thoughts on If You Leave, Johnny? This was a fun one. Um, I had a great time with this song. I love that they're both just fucking cheating and they're like, let's do it. Uh, and I love that they, the, the gentleman of next call a phone number to find a woman and the phone number is in Minneapolis. I think that's fun and weird. It's got a five, five, five in it too. Doesn't that mean it's like a fake Hollywood number that's too? Absolutely a fake number, but it's got a real area code. Yeah. Um, that's, this is one of my favorite verses in, in the, in the album. I love it. I love it. I love it. When a, uh, rapper or even a singer, and you hear it less, um, with singers sing a phone number, sing yep. or rap a full phone number. It's like, there's not a great way to do that. And it's so funny when someone does it also in that, in that, in that verse, uh, the line, I packed my bags, gassed up the Jag and she, uh, crushed my new bin, slept with my best friends. In like 10 lines, you have two luxury cars. That's unreal to me. That's unreal to me. Like, why Why does one person need two luxury cars? Why does one person need two of any car? <laughs> Johnny, that's a great question. I, I, <laughs> I, could, I don't have a good answer to that. I don't have a good I, answer. I think back all the time to when Jessica and I lived in Florida, and we each had a car, and that's buck wild. That's yeah. That's extremely too many cars. There's there's some sections of the country that that's a necessity though. I mean, you, like, I mean you need it. Yeah. Yeah. You got you have to drive to work uh, and you work in two different places and like, yeah. You you got you need the two cars. I mean, when I lived in Indianapolis, I if I didn't have a car, I would have been fucked. Yeah, I I briefly didn't have a car when we lived in in Florida, and I had to take like the bus, and the bus is not the bus in Florida is not like the bus in Chicago, like. It yeah. doesn't get you. It gets you about half a mile away from where you need to be. 
Yeah, the bus in Florida, you it sh- you, they shrink you way down, and then you go in people's uh, stomachs, and you learn about like the <laughs> digestive system and stuff. It's not fun. It's not. Yeah, constantly, fun. constantly showing up to work in the toilets uh-huh. uh, of of my office. Just it's always Miss Frizzle. Can, can I ask you what your favorite phone number that's ever been in a song is? Because I certainly have one. Oh God, what's that? What's the um mike jones one that's my yeah two eight one three three oh eight zero zero four that's yeah. my favorite one as well we called that all the time growing up because uh, it was i never it was, called it it was real it was for a while anyway um but you know that's why you don't put your fucking phone number in a song because people will call it was it really was it uh-huh. did mike jones just say here's my real goddamn phone number he docks himself at the time but you know get, getting a new phone number isn't that big of a deal anymore no. r- really at all um but i think mike jones also was just like looking to be more famous you know and like I, who knows who knows man i don't know why he did it we called it we called it until they didn't it didn't work anymore and now you could probably still just call it and someone new ha- probably has it at this point that sucks that sucks I, I feel bad for the 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 person who has mike jones's phone number and the person who has jenny's phone number <laughs> Uh, eight six seven five three zero nine though no area code right? That's true. So that so you can get fucked in any area code with that one. Yep, I remember we we called that one growing up um in Indianapolis and someone answered and we were like, is Ginny there? You don't need you don't need an area code if you're using a landline, do you? I don't know. I when I know growing up we never had area codes. We would only no. use we would only just dial the seven because I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Because I mean, you're, you're calling within the same mm-hmm. area code. Now I don't uh, even put area codes anymore because I never dial numbers. Like it's all just saved in my phone. So if I were to call, so Jessica and I both have Florida numbers. I if think I were if to you call were to, her number, I don't think from so. here. I don't. I think it would dial a local person. Huh? But you know what? There's no way for us to know. No, there isn't. So anyway, That's you're listening shame. to the Bill Buds podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a podcast about time zones and area codes. Uh, what did you think about If You Leave? So, it was great. It was great. This was, I, this I liked a, this it was a fun one. This was maybe maybe after Bills, 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 this was my favorite. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I think it was fun to have like, uh, you know, Missy Elliott made an appearance at one point, but it was fun to have like an actual another like uh, co-star. That's not what it's called. Um, featured act yeah. on a track that uh, this far in. Um, I agree. Okay, let's go to track number eleven. This is jumping, jumping. Ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and they pockets full grown. And now you fellas leave your girl with her friends, cause it's eleven thirty and the club is jumping, jumping. We say you got a girl, yeah, it's true, you got a man, but the party ain't gonna stop. So let's make it hot, hot. Uh, I'll say. I feel like it's cheating to say that this is your favorite song, which is why I didn't, because this song is so fucking good. This song is great. It's probably a little bit cheating to say this is your favorite song. Uh, That's, yeah. Again, it's not mine. I mean, mine is so good, and I will die on that hill. Um, Jumpin' Jumpin' is fucking awesome. It's good. I get, again, I listened to this song a ton when I was younger, and I do think, I do think I missed, like, a lot of the cheating aspect of it. Like, Jumpin' Jumpin', it it just feels like that's an allusion to sex. But I, I love how everyone in this song, I used to think that they were talking to each other. Um, but 
I think they're talking to their friends. Like the guy and the girl roles are like talking to their friends. I used to yeah. think they were like, I don't care if you got a man. Like, I don't care if you got a girl. Like, let's let's hook up. But I think that they're th- like telling their friends, like, I don't care if she's, you know. Yeah, I don't care. We're we're fucking. Yeah, and it's so it's like it's it's very funny. It's so cheating forward, and people were into and, it. And this song, this song is three minutes and fifty seconds, which is still long. But this is one where I could I could have more of jumping, jumping. You know, wow. like why did they choose to make this one under four minutes, and they chose fucking. Uh, now that she's gone to be five and a half minutes, you know? I think what they needed to do is shave 15 to 20 seconds off of every other song on the album and then make Jumpin' Jumpin' an eight-minute song. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about track number 12, uh, Say My Name. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you, uh, did you watch any of the music videos? I did, yes. Jumpin' Jumpin's was fine. It was just them going to a club, but it did mm-hmm. have this weird effect where the 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 perspective kind of shifted like wiggled so uh-huh. it looked like things were a little 3d and it made me kind of dizzy <laughs> okay so points against jumping jumping for making johnny's tummy kind of feel weird yeah just don't if you if you're prone to dizziness don't watch the video just listen to the music uh, and fuck love- someone that that ain't your partner <laughs> all right this is uh track 12 say my name Baby, I love you if you ain't running game. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling Again, cheating to, to pick this as your favorite song. Which would be appropriate for this album. It's so appropriate. My conflict here is... You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Better say my name. I think it's okay for, to say that this is your favorite song. Because it's the best song on the album. It's out of control. And what I think is so good about Say My Name is it's like, it's iconic. It stands the test of time. It mm-hmm. sounds as good now as it did in 1999. Like, it, it's such a fucking great song. Um, and this is the song that I believe it's their maybe second single that is wrapped mm-hmm. in the controversy because this is the song where the other two members of Destiny's Child, uh, Latoya and Latavia, found out they are no longer members of Destiny's Child. And in fact, it's uh, these two new people, um, and wh- one of them who's who was only in the band for Mich- five months. I can't remember. Yeah, Farrah Franklin. Yeah, Farrah Franklin. Um, and Michelle Williams, who stayed with the band. Exactly. Uh, but that's just fucking wild. They were on the video version, not the album version they yeah. got straight up replaced i vividly remember watching the mtv making the video for this song and then it was like they show you like you know behind the scenes stuff and then at the end of making the video they they premiere the video and i th- i think this too is one of the more like iconic videos of this time certainly if not of all time yeah it truly is. I mean, like it was. I still have like images and flashes of like the color palette and yeah. the scenery, uh, like the the white and the orange. Like it's a it's a it's a fucking good video and a fucking good song. It's, yeah. It's weird because of like this song has some like all time banger hits on it, and then some just long, you know, kind of like yep. 
filler tracks in between. But boy, oh boy, uh, Say My Name, just uh, a classic. A classic. Yeah. And another one that I didn't understand the lyrics to. I, no, me neither. And like now I get it. It's like, hey, if if there's no one over there where you are, say my name. Like, yeah. you know, say, baby, I love you. And yeah. then it can't be you're talking to your fucking grandma, right? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. I'll, 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 uh, I'll see you there. Like, it's cool. It's fun, man. It's like fun. It's suspicious. It, there's like intrigue. There's yeah. mystery. Um, it's like a fun, like, this is another one where it's kind of like telling a story a little more than the other ones. It's like, and I'm on their side in this one. There's so many other ones where I'm like, I'm look, I'm not on your side. You just left yeah. the fuck <laughs> the club. Like, but on this one, it's like, he's cheating and he won't say my name. Like, ah, I, I don't know. I like that. Um, For what it's worth, that does come right after jumping, jumping. So she could be calling him like, as she's leaving the club after I she's fucked. I do love it. I do love it. Like, like it's, all of these songs are direct, like mirrors of each other. <laughs> That's so funny. And, and I'll just say <laughs> that I, I think in general, I'm going to take this stance. I'm going to take this brave stance. I am against cheating. Uh, I I don't know that I've ever been cheated on. Um, if I if I have, I don't know about it. Well, they were I just have, good at it, or they or they're great. <laughs> uh, I have before when I was much much younger been uh, the a, a, a cheater a cheater or no not a cheater. Um, never on my own relationship, but I've been the third person mm. in somebody else's relationship. Sure, uh, you were Mike. So I I. <laughs> I've been miking that Jeep uh, in my life before. <laughs> I will I will go on the record and say that I think that that's like wrong. I think it's cowardly to a, to a certain degree. So that's why I'm taking such a, a stance on cheating is just because I don't I think that cheating as an institution is wrong. I think like most of the time you're better to just like break it off with the other. Absolutely. If possible, you know, and then pursue this other uh, romantic relationship. I'll go a step farther. I think uh I think divorce is a great option and I'm glad it exists for people. And I think that there's, there's no shame in getting one. No. Uh, Jessica and I get divorced all the time. (laughs) Well, that's what they say. It's like, you know, happy people don't get divorced, right? Like no one's like, well, we really wanted to stay married and we were both so bummed that we had to get this divorce. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's honestly like sad to see like people who refuse to get divorced and they're just like i'm just gonna be miserable forever or like i'll just be miserable until my kids leave the house like once they're 18 i had friends like that in high school i mean my parents were divorced when i was two but i had friends in high school who literally their parents got divorced as soon as they graduated high school and it's like dude they knew like it was fucked up to be around you (laughs) like it was awful uh so all right well that's our stance on marriage let's uh talk about she can't love you which is track 13 of this uh, destiny's child album All right, Johnny, what do you think? This was another fun one for me. Four it had long. it had some uh it was too I mean it's too long. I'm not going to I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not going to every single track I'm not going to say it was too long because genuinely every track on this album except Jump and Jumpin is too long. <laughs> and even Jump and Jumpin is too long. Oh, that's it's fun. 
a a four minute a four minute song is is criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's why whenever I listen to Bohemian Rhapsody, I listen to it as three separate tracks, and I take a twenty minute break between. It's, be- each it's better that way. Give yourself the time. <laughs> This song starts out with my one of my favorite fucking lines, which is, I saw your new girlfriend the other day, and I expected for her to be so much more than she was. Yeah. That, d- d- Beyonce just Brutal. dismantling, brutally ripping apart this other p- person who's like, no fault of her own. She didn't fucking yeah. know you. Your relationship ended. She just came along. It's like, I saw her. She was fucking nothing. I looked through her. And it's like, Jesus Christ. This song has like kind of kind of um you ought to know vibes yeah. to me. That's what I was thinking. And and for some reason, I am I probably because of the age that I was when this came out, but I imagine all of these interactions happening at a mall. Oh, of course. I think it was also like, like the way that the videos were kind of shot, like mm-hmm. yeah. Or or just like TRL culture was like everything yeah. was mall based. They're from Houston, you know, it's like they it's gotta be mall based there. Yeah. Um, this was this was great. I liked this one. I'm a fan. It's it's for it's too long, of, of course, but uh, this one is they they put some fucking bangers pretty deep in this album. It's surprising. Well, it's because it's 16 tracks. It just didn't need to be. Uh, let's talk about track 14. Stay. We finally bring out the harps. This is the beginning of what I like to call the Nintendo Suite. We start off with a nice water level. <laughs> we should do an album where we just rank what levels they would be. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a Mario sixty four underwater level. I think it's fun that I'm not going to get to any lyrics. I'm just going to stop right here because she starts singing a sweet solo song. <sighs> Four minutes fifty one seconds. Too long. And honestly, Johnny, maybe stay. I would have given it a second shake if it had been a little earlier in the album. But it's like, come on, man. We're in the home stretch now. You've gotten through the rest of your singles. I know you're out of singles. And now you're going to give me this five-minute song, track 14? Mm. And it's it's a snoozer. It's It's a a snoozer. snoozer. It's kind of a snoozer. It it didn't leave an impression on me. Um, So let's talk about track 15, a song that left an impression on me and probably not the way that it wanted to. Uh, This is Sweet 16. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. Sure. Well, you're gonna skip the ocarina solo in the I'm, second part of the Nintendo Suite. Unfortunately, yeah. So what I like about Sweet 16 is it's at the very fucking end of the album. They finally give Latavia and Latoya some songs, a song to sing, and it's fucking bad. Like they don't ever let it be good. It's it's a it's a very bad one. Um here's the thing, too long, obviously. Sure. This album has 16 tracks. This song, Sweet 16, is the 15th track. Wow. Come on. Come on. And I on. get I get that the the last track is needs to be the last track. 
I would rather they put one more track on this fucking album so Sweet 16 could be the 16th track. At this point, at this point, literally, who cares? Johnny, here's what I'll say. Take, just take it off. <laughs> I would think uh, it would yeah, be agreed. so funny if it just got, like, cut. Like, oh, sorry. Just, like, just obliterated. Like, it was on the record when they were in the band. And then, like, years later, the re-releases, they just conveniently sliced this off. Because here's the thing. This is, like, a song that I guess is meant to be played at a Sweet 16 party, but it kind of shouldn't be because it's not good. It's full of cliches. Every single well, lyric in this song is just another cliche you're moving too fast there's so much for you to have also at some point like the 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 child has a baby oh yeah we had a baby i mean it's this this it's full of cliches yeah this song and the song before it were kind of a little real compared to the rest of the album like the last one was kind of about being pressured into having sex this one is about like i mean growing up too fast is like total cliche but the having a baby was Kind of shocking to me. Yeah. It, it, again, it's this album is so it's so long and there's so many tracks that it's like you keep getting surprised because I keep feel like they maybe like keep changing the tone of it or the theme of it. Maybe that's why like maybe there was like infighting in the band and that's kind of you know like uh, half of them wanted to go this direction and half of them wanted to go this that direction. There was infighting in the band. I don't think that you could maybe, make a case for that. Maybe that's what the infighting was about. Oh, okay. That well, and, and and I think to a certain extent it probably was, and it was also probably yeah. about uh, not getting any songs and not getting paid any money. <laughs> yeah, but Beyonce and Kelly were like, "We want to make good songs," and Latoya and Latavia were like, "Oh, we actually want to make bad we songs. Wanna, we want to make bad songs. And we want to tell our truth." Um, I do like how the those. They were both of those court cases were settled out of court. There was another one later on um, when Survivor came out because they felt like they were being referenced in Survivor when they were. They, there's like a lyric in Survivor that's like, "You fucking losers, you have nothing" or something like that. Uh, but there's the two Latoya court and cases. Latavia suck shit. <laughs> they were both settled out of court and they had gag orders, like or uh, what's it called? The uh, when you uh, you b- both parties can't talk about what was signed under arbitration or whatever. So. Um, um, yeah, uh, uh, non-disclosure a agreement. Non-disclosure agreement, yes. Um, okay, Johnny, let, we gotta do this. Sweet 16, uh, more like Sweet Sucks Teen. Uh, let's talk about the last track. This is the outro. Amazing How sweet Do you know who Andretta Tillman is? I do. This is dedicated to Andretta Tillman. So it's them singing Amazing Grace. Uh, we're not going to listen to this. Yeah, it's, um, it's Amazing Grace. It's Amazing Grace. It's kind uh, of... Who is in she was, she was their uh, manager, and she she died. Um, and that's when Beyonce's dad took over as their manager. That's wild. That's absolutely yeah. wild. And knowing what happens, it's maybe a little suspicious. Yeah, it's also weird because, like, I, I try to research a little bit about Beyonce's dad. I'm sure that I could do a deeper dive because, again, I did not go very far. But I'm like, what did he do before Destiny's Child? But really, yeah, it doesn't really say, like, much. Like, he kind of was like, he made, I, I think it's so weird when parents, even if they're doing it to help them out, best interests at heart, when parents make all their money off of their children. That is so weird and exploitative yeah. and, like, ugh. I I am always extremely suspicious whenever a a parent gets basically involved at all 
in the 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 business side of any of this. And some to some degree, it makes sense when they're like really young because I think like beyond, Destiny's Child, the, the quote unquote, the band started in like 1990 when they were yeah very they were young. very young and there was like a they had a different name and they had like some local notoriety uh, and you know and then they kind of mixed things up and changed. Um, but God, it's like. Even like parents that like let their young kids go on like commercial auditions and stuff. It just it to me it just feels like it's like weird. protect them from that, like shield them from that, like let them be kids. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously, I got that. Like, I got you know a, a, a an adolescent and a childhood, and I still got to be an artist. But I guess you never get like people who like Justin Bieber's who put out their first you know record when they're fifteen if you protect them and let them be kids. Uh, and what well, would the world be without Justin Bieber's first album? Uh, a much worse place, in my opinion. And we wouldn't be able to do it on this show. So that would suck for us as well. Um, okay, so that's it. We it's a, It was a long one. It was a, a little long on the episode today. But we're at the end. Uh, let's talk about it, Johnny. Final impressions, final thoughts, and maybe even, if we're lucky, where you would score this on your Bill Buds Top 100. This one was maybe more challenging than than justin bieber's album oh really okay because it has quite a few very 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 good songs for sure but it has quite a few very very bad songs and and honestly i don't think this is an album i would listen to again okay i mean that's hey that's that's a fair criticism i would say it's extremely long it's extremely long it it was tough but the songs that are good are so fucking good yes i i johnny i'm in a hundred percent agreement with you here i mean it's it's a tough call to make because of that i have previously said on this show that i think in order for an album to be considered great it can't really have bad songs on it because there are so many albums that are top to bottom just fucking great that yeah you get a bunch of bad songs on an album, it kind of like ruins it. Now, I'm eating my words a little bit because six of these songs are some of their fucking best. Like six of these songs I feel like could go on a greatest hits. Now, they only put out four albums, but uh, yeah, there's there's some conflict there. Six of six of 16 is not, not half. It's not even close to half. It's not even close to half. And what we are doing is we are ranking our top 100 albums of all time. So I got to ask, Johnny, with what you know about that, where do you think Destiny's Child, the writing on the wall, lands on your top 100? It fucking sucks, but I don't think it does. Okay. I don't, I don't think I can put it on my top 100. I, I went through the exact same thought process that you went through, Johnny. I landed with it on my top 100. Okay. And I, and I broke my own rule because my, that my rule is sacrosanct. My rule is that, is that it's got to be good, you know, top to, to bottom. But here's where, I, here's where I made an amendment to that. In my mind, going into this, having listened to this album a bunch of times but been away from it for a while, I was like, this is going to be top 20. It was not top 20 for me because I can't forgive some of those five-minute tracks. It just is too long, even if they were somewhat enjoyable to listen to. It's so I put this album at number 81. Wow. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. This was tough. I didn't want to not have it on my top 100 because 
I've listened to it so much. I feel like it was so influential. And I feel like the good songs are so, so, so good, to quote Beyonce. But I couldn't I couldn't justify putting it. I had to put it in uh, deep. I had to put it deep. And I might kick myself for that later, but I, I that's what that's where I'm that's where I'm landing. That's fair. That's fair. Um that it I this was very challenging for me. Very challenging. Um knowing what you know about where this album ranked, um, do you think that you would rank Destiny's Child like if it was if, if this wasn't our top one hundred albums of all time and it was maybe like top one hundred groups or something, do you think Destiny's Child would make it to your top one hundred groups or bands or musical acts? For sure. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I feel like there's no way that they wouldn't. Um, but I'm in, I'm looking forward. I I know the album that they did after this was I think one of their most popular albums. The the album with Survivor on it, I have fond memories of, but I didn't listen to as much as Destiny as as writing on the wall. So uh, we'll have to do that one day. Yeah, I guess I guess we will. <laughs> I guess we will. Uh, well, thank you all for uh, for sticking with us for uh, for listening to this album. Um, I would recommend it. I would say, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you didn't listen to the album, my skip tracks I think are worth skipping. You pretty much put a you know a block on anything with five minutes or over. Uh, you can pretty much just get rid of those immediately. Um, but there's still some very very good tracks on this guy. Agreed, agreed. I, I as someone who didn't put it on their top 100, I would say still give it a listen. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, even if, especially if you were alive in '99, right? Like, just yeah. to hear people talk about pagers <laughs> in a non, in a non like comedy way. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's it. Okay. Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> Them real ones, them good girls, and them bill bucks. Real, real ones.